Echoes from God's Word on Echoes of Holiness Radio. Appreciate the meeting. Meeting this far. Appreciate what we've already felt. My soul has been fed. Amen. Glory. I, uh, it's been good for me to be here. Amen. Uh, I don't get out a whole lot and uh, stick pretty close to home. And sometimes I'm kind of forced into it. <laughs> and uh, I'm so glad. So glad for my soul's sake. Amen. I appreciate all the labors, the natural food, the hospitality. Uh, you made us feel so welcome. And we thank you. Amen. I want to tell you more than that. As the gospel has went forth. That's fed my soul. Gave me direction. Amen. Hone me in. It's been good for me. Amen. I appreciate it. Hallelujah. Uh, I do want to say thank you for your giving. Uh, we're short. We're small. That makes us feel even smaller. Amen. Amen. That's a part of it that I haven't got used to. Uh, but do thank you for your giving. First Peter, chapter 4, if you have your Bibles tonight, amen, I desire your prayers, the Lord would help us, be a help to you, amen, we've sang about uh, the glory of going to heaven, and it's going to be real, amen. It's not something that man thought up, dreamed about, but God himself, amen, preparing for you and I, amen. Sometimes, sometimes we lose sight of it, amen, we get distracted, I want to tell you, it's real, and I want to go, amen, I want to go, praise the Lord, First Peter chapter 4. And I want to start reading in verse 17. For the time has come, the judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first began at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. We'll look at verse 17, 18 again. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first began at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel. We've rejoiced about what the end is going to be for the saints of God. Amen. We've wept, we've cried, some shouted tonight, thinking about heaven. But what's going to be the end of them that obey not the gospel? Verse 18 says, And if the righteous scarcely don't look like it's just going to just skip in and 
happy-go-lucky and do how we please and make it if the righteous scarcely be saved. Amen. Striving, warring, fighting. If we scarcely, amen. I wonder sometimes if we understand that. I see some taking on things. I'm wondering, God, do they realize how close it is? Seem like just so haphazardly dabble with this and dabble with that with not really any prayerful consideration that this could keep me out. These little changes here, changes there could keep me, could hinder my soul. If the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Amen. The Lord would help me tonight. I like to preach about the judgment coming. Amen. What shall the end be? If I understand right, maybe I'll just turn to Jude. We started earlier tonight. Was it to get out earlier or to give us a little more time? <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory. I probably won't take too long. But the Bible tells us in Jude, verse 14, And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. It is the hope of the church, the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. But the hope for the church is the woe for the ungodly, is the woe for the sinner, is the woe for them that have not obeyed the gospel of God. I won't tell you that. This bringing us hope is bringing woe to the sinner. Amen. What shall the end be? Of those that obey not the gospel of God. I want to turn to Isaiah. Let me read a few verses tonight. Amen. Now I want to start reading verse 17. The Bible said, Judgment also will I lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet, and the hell shall sweep away the refuge of lies and the waters shall overflow the hiding place and your covenant with death shall be disannulled and your agreement with hell shall not stand when the overflowing scourge shall pass through then ye shall be trodden down by it from the time that it goeth forth it shall take you for morning by morning shall it come to pass by day and by night. And it shall be a vexation only to understand the report. For the bed is shorter than a man can stretch himself on it. And the covering never than a man can wrap himself in it. 
for the Lord shall rise up as in Mount Perizim, and he shall be wroth as in the valley of Gibeon, that he may do his work, his strange work, bring to pass his act, his strange act. Now therefore, be not be ye not mockers, lest your bands be made strong. For I have heard from the Lord of hosts a consumption even determined upon the whole earth. I get a picture as I read about this overflowing scourge, a scourge that does not miss anything, a scourge that will move to the very crevices, to every hiding place. It does not matter where the sinner's hiding. It does not matter where the hypocrite is. This overflowing scourge will scourge him out. Amen. A thorough, a thorough scourging. I want to remind us tonight, God hates sin. As Brother Johnny Don so thoroughly preached about pride being abomination, I'm afraid sometimes we may mock at it, we may laugh at it, but he gave us something to chew on. God hates pride. Oh, holy, we think about the homosexuals and we think about the, the murders and we think about the adulterers. I won't tell you, God hates all sin. And when he goes to purge this world, when he goes to sin, the overflowing scourge, he's not going to leave any of it untouched. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. As it begins to move, Hallelujah. God pouring out his wrath upon this world, upon the ungodly, upon the sinner. It's performing his act, his strange act. What shall be the end of those that obey not the gospel? I'm really wanting to reach for some lost tonight if the Lord will help me. I really am. Amen. It's my desire. I feel like we're in the last days. I enjoy shouting. I enjoy rejoicing. I love to see somebody go through the Holy Ghost tonight. I believe it be the will of God. I don't tell you if there's a sinner here. I want to tell you you don't want to be left behind. If there's a sinner here, you don't want to be caught in the overflowing scourge when God pours out his judgment upon this world. Are we putting it afar off? Do we feel like we got plenty of time? Are we thinking, hey, I can wait for another meeting. I can wait for another revival. My friend, you may not have that long. I'm afraid even in the house of God, sometimes we're putting it way on out there. Way on out there. Amen. And I'm wondering just how close is it Amen. What did Jesus tell us? Matthew, is it Matthew 24? Amen. And the Bible tells us, verse 36, 
but of that day and hour knoweth no man no not the angel of heaven but my father only now listen closely but as as the days of Noah were so shall also the coming of the son of man be for as in the days that were before the flood there were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark it looked to me like it was business as usual life was just going on I don't believe outside the preaching of Noah they had any idea that God's judgment was fixed to be poured out and he said as it was in the days of Noah so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the son of man could I ask you tonight have you looked toward heaven and say Lord when you're coming back are you looking for him are you really expecting Amen. Brother Aaron, I've been telling our church, I'm praying God help our church to be ready for your return. Brother Danny, if we can get that right there. Amen. We'll have it made. But if we miss it right there, and I've got your pat on the back, and you've given me a right hand of fellowship, but I'm not ready for the return of Christ, I want to tell the church, we have missed it. Glory. Amen. Oh, so busy. Amen. Things seem like uh, that we've got to do. And we've already heard it. One thing is needful. Oh, I so appreciate that, Brother Vernon. Amen. Can't check your priorities. There's just one thing needful. And followed up. Don't let nobody take your crown. Amen. I want to tell you. Amen. If you had been the day services, you ought to get the whole set of all the CDs. Amen. There's been some good food for the soul. I must move on right here though. Amen. We can get so busy that we lose our priorities. And that's number one, making sure we're ready for the return of Christ. If there's those in the church that's not looking for him, surely the world's not either. How off guard are they going to be caught? Let me read on. I'm not too finished reading that. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. He said then two shall be in the field. The one shall be taken. The other left. Two women grinding at the mill. One shall be taken. The other left. Watch therefore. For you know not what hour your Lord doth come. He said watch to the church. But what about the ungodly? They knew not, no warning other than the preaching of Noah. There was no, but the best I can tell, they weren't recognizing any signs in the heavens. Didn't see anything changing in nature. 
All things continuing on. We're still marrying. We're still giving in marriage. We're still building. We're still planning. Life's going on. No, we've heard a lot about this flood that's coming. And the Bible said, and they knew not. That will be the mindset when Christ comes back. People are not looking for it. There's been times I went to town with my wife. Just look around. I wonder how many we're looking for things to change. Amen. Just looking. Glory. I'm not talking about the mark of the beast right now. I'm talking about judgment of God. Amen. Oh, we we talk about the beast train. I won't tell you that's nothing compared when God's wrath is poured out. That's what we ought to fear right there. Flee the wrath to come. Amen. Make sure your salvation is intact. Make sure you're spotless and white. Hey, my friend, if you're lost, you want to make sure you're saved while there is time. I want to turn to Genesis. Chapter 6, read a little bit about more of the days of Noah. Amen. Genesis chapter 6. The Bible said, verse 3, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. God had saw the wickedness. He saw what was going on. No one not have heard it. The world sure enough didn't hear it. But God said to himself, my spirit shall not always strive with man. Are you aware? that there is a direct warfare going on against God in America. Amen. Our laws are being changed. Amen. Lord, it is against God. That crown that Brother Jeff Sapper preached about. Amen. Our leaders, and I'm not trying to tear down the position of a leadership. Pray for your president that God will save his soul. Pray for your congressman. Pray for those in leaders. I'm not saying no, but we have a force that's up there that's in fight against God Almighty and would like to bring him down, like to prove that there is no God. And a striving, a warfare is going on. And God said, My spirit will not always strive with man. He went on to say in verse 5 And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. The crowning of his creation, man, he that was made in the likeness of God. And their hearts was only evil. Continually. 
and God said it repent him. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Amen. I know somebody told me, Brother Kent, we hear you preaching, but you've not been all over the world. You just preach from where you're at. I understand that, brother. I understand that. I also understand, for the best I could tell in history I've learned, there's never been a nation outside the nation of Israel that's had such God's blessing on it. Amen. Never before has there been a country that's enjoyed the blessings that we've had because of our fear of God and our honor of his principles. Amen. And in this good old USA, we are seeing a turning. Amen. It's not just in our big cities, but it's moved into the rural areas, to our small towns, just in little Muldrow, Oklahoma, this past year, because of the pressure of one atheist boy in a school. Commandments, even though there's a packed out cafeteria, people say, No, we want them left in there because of one atheist. They came down. It was not popular opinion, it was man striving against God. Amen. And I wonder. As God looks on, is he saying once again, I'm being filled, I'm being filled with their wickedness. It's repenting me that I even made man. Oh, God help us. How much time I read where he said that the flesh, his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Has God already set a time? I said, has God already set a time? I believe he has. I really do. He set the time. I don't know how far we are into it. Did he set it 100 years ago? 120 years ago? I'm just using this for likeness, all right? Amen, I do believe God is at a time. I just don't know how much time we've got left. I know there's some things that must be fulfilled. I'm telling you, things are wrapping up faster and faster and faster. We're becoming closer and closer to the judgments of God being poured out. If you don't mind, I feel like they've already begun. Really do. I'm gonna preach and watch the end. I believe we've already begun into it. The reason I have, when Israel started backsliding and God was filled to the measure of it, and he started bringing forth his judgments. Read it in Isaiah. I'll take away the mighty man. I'll take away the wise man. I'll take away the leadership. Amen. Children. Be their oppressors. Amen. Are we seeing that transition already in America? Amen. 
where women are being exalted to places of leadership. Amen. Bypassing the men. Looks to me like it's a judgment of God. Or they begin working. Children are becoming the oppressors as they rebel against the authority. It's a sign of the beginning of the judgments of God. Could I step out a little farther? Father, follow it. Romans chapter 1, where the wrath of God is poured out. There is a sexual revolution. And America's already had that day. Started in the 60s, look like. Right on through the 70s. Amen. All morals was put aside. Divorce rates went cramping. Amen. Fatherless children went skyrocketing. What was going on? Let everybody do that, which is right in his own eyes. Here we have said in the house of God. And I wonder how many was wise enough, spiritually enough to realize that God's judgment has already started in America. Follow it through in Romans. I ain't taking time not to go through it. The next step was a revolution of homosexuality. Amen. Follow it through as God gave them up and gave them over. His judgment don't always start with fire falling as it did Sodom and Gomorrah. Amen. They don't always start with calamities. Sometimes it just starts with the withdrawing of his spirit. Let them have their way. Let them do it their own way. I'll no longer stand away. I no longer prick their conscience. I let them do what they want to do. I want to tell you if you've got a conscience tonight, you ought to thank God for it. If you lay down on your bed at night and you're troubled about your sin, you ought to thank God for it. For when that departs from you, my friend, you're without hope. When you're no longer troubled about being lost, you're on the verge of his wrath being poured out. It is a dangerous place. Now we are in America where this homosexual spirit is being uplifted. They've come out of the closet in full force and they'll get right in your face with it. They're bold as a lion. It's time to stand up and say, watch out. It's the wrath of God being poured out. Oh, help me tonight, God. I can remember in my generation, I've been in the transition of this. I thought they took a whipping in about the third grade for the first boy coming with long hair. I told my friend he's a sissy, he had long hair. <laughs> he wanted to whip me for it. He probably could have. I could outrun him. Amen. And I did. Oh, God help us. Amen. How far have we gone now? Amen. We've moved from that long hair and that effeminacy where men can kiss men and women can kiss women. I know it sounds bad, but that's the hour we're living in. And now I heard on the news the other day that the National Football League has had their first open homosexual to join up with them. It's already in our military. It's everywhere you look. And our government is behind them. 
My question is, how much longer do we have? How much farther is it going to go? Are we down to five years? I don't know. They didn't know. They knew not what was going on. Amen. Brother Kent, what about persecution? What about tribulation? It's in there. It's in there. Amen. And at the same time, they're persecuting the church. The world was going on with their building, with their marrying, with their giving in marriage. I see prosperity on one side, persecution on the other side. And could I remind us, just looking at America, we don't see very far. But right now, people are giving their lives for the gospel. There's been more persecution of the church in the last century than all the centuries put together. While we've enjoyed peace in America. Looks to me like it's just setting up a time for a lukewarm church to be called off guard, not ready for the return of Christ. I don't see no middle ground. Either you serve God or you don't. The lukewarm, they will not make it. I'm quite troubled about this attitude. I don't have to listen to that. Amen. I can go down the road and find a church that'll preach something smoother. And what shall be the envy of those that obey not the gospel? The day came, amen, as the Spirit of God began to move and the animals began to move. God's creation, amen, the unclean beast started coming in by pairs. Sure, the world could have saw what's going on. Why them horses going to that ark? Why them cows going there? What's going on? Hey, them cows are going by sevens. Something's different. The clean was going in by a set number. The unclean by a set number. But look like the world was blind to it. Let's just continue going. Live and let live. And the fear of God is gone. If I understand it right, it was all in. And God said, Noah, come thou and thine into the ark. Was there seven days? That's what I understood. Seven days. Could we be even closer than five years? Seven days of a mercy door being open. Oh, I'm not saying little days, but a time when those that are getting in are in. And that knowing the time 
It is high time. What is the high time? Past the appointed time, but not too late. Everybody that was getting in had gone in, but God's mercy was long suffering. His patience was waiting. Surely there'll be one more. I firmly believe the reason Christ has not came back in, he is waiting for one more soul, not willing that any perish, but that all come to repentance. Sister, you're blessed to be saved in this hour. Amen. We're in that gleaning time, that precious fruit. Amen. Them uppermost boughs. Oh, I'd like to see one more, a half a dozen more be saved before God shuts the door. Seven days, God shut to the door. I wonder how many had plans. That young man said to that young lady, we're getting married tomorrow. That husband told his wife, we're going to dig the foot tomorrow. Amen. Amen. I don't know what that ark is out there. They preach the coming of the Lord. He ain't come yet. Amen. Amen. I think tomorrow we're going to make us a garden. Amen. I'm not against none of these things. Don't you misunderstand me. I preach about the ungodly who has turned a deaf ear to God, who spurned his warnings, who's mocked his messengers, who said, hey, I don't have to listen to that. All things continue as they always have. We'll just get up tomorrow and do our own thing. I don't know if it started with the mist or if all of a sudden the heavens dropped down and the seas boiled up. But I won't tell you, when God began the overflow of courage, it was all over the whole world. There was no place to run and hide. Can you imagine, amen, the fear that would have gripped your heart realizing that ark would have been my safety, but I did not run to him. It's the same thing today. Christ is your only ransom. He is your only hope. If you don't accept Christ, there is no hope for you. Run, son, run. Climb that tree, son. Run, my friend. Let's go to the top of the mountain. River's rising. Seas rising in the boiling. Amen. Water lapping up. Higher and higher. That one on the top of the tree looked around. No place to go. All of a sudden, the waters overflowed him. As God's overflowing scourge began to wipe out the sin and wickedness on his own creation. 
We're going to the top of the mountain. Maybe this will pass over. Pick out the highest one. And we're standing there. And we're hoping it's soon to be over. But Brother Houston, it kept a climbing. It kept a climbing. If I read it right, the highest mountain, the highest hill, 15 cubits, 22 and a half feet. Is that pretty close? Amen. Glory. Making sure it was thoroughly purged of his sin, thoroughly purged of his wickedness as God's anger was being poured out. And 40 days, 40 nights, the rain stopped. And just the rocking of the ark. What shall the end be for those that obey not the gospel? Where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? <laughs> Man, man has accomplished great things. Amen. Amen. Man has moved where it looks like homes, habitations, things are moving outside of just the realms of the earth. Space stations. Talk of vacations to the moon. Amen. Carrying that sin wherever they go. Let's move on. Second Peter chapter 3. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. We rejoice about that rainbow, don't we? God's covenant. I'll never destroy this earth with water. Amen. There's times when the floods come, the rains come. We know it's going to stop before the whole world is destroyed. God made a promise and He'll keep it. But there's a warning with it. Amen. Let me stir up our minds tonight that ye may be mindful of the words which are spoken before by the holy prophets. And know the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water, perished. (coughs) But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. God's held this thing in reserve now since the days of the flood, holding it. Oh, thank God for the cross. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for a ransom. But the world's still being filled 
with the wickedness and looks like in the face of God. Let me shout a warning. Judgment is coming. I'm not going to take time to get to the wrath of God revelations. I won't get to the end of it. What shall the end be of those that obey not the gospel? Amen. Verse 10 says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Can you imagine? It's not water this time as the heavens being on fire, begin to dissolve, melt down, and the earth being on fire begins to melt, and its elements. Man's building, they're building, and they're inventing, and they're refining, they're trying to make things to withstand acts of nature. Amen. Amen. We've had two twin towers taken down in America. It has rocked America's boat. Things have never been the same and will never be the same again. Amen. Amen. Took them down. I knew there's a bunch of wrangling and controversy on what was going to take its place. Amen. Your news is not talking about it much. It's kind of in the background. Those other things seem so much more important. Amen. My wife got a hold of a little magazine, Just Stone, that was being re- has been rebuilt. It's completed. It's finished. Did you know it? Amen. There's already a building there. There's no twin towers. There's just one. And it's called the One World Trade Center. Amen. Right at the very heart. Amen. Of New York City. It's set there as an emblem. We're going to build stronger. It's set there as an emblem. We're coming back stronger. I want to tell you they're not afraid. Look like of the wrath of God. They haven't repented of their sins. It's almost it don't matter what comes our way. We will build. We'll build stronger. We'll dig deeper. We're going to show up. We can still build. I will tell you, I don't care how strong the building is, how deep the foundation, when God begins to pour out his wrath and set this place on fire, it'll melt down. Granite rocks are going to melt. Steel buildings are going to melt. Where are you going to run, my friend? Where are you going to hide now? What shall the end be? I know there's different theories. I wonder if I always mention this in a fellowship meeting. Amen. But I do read where hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. So is it far out to say that hell is in the center of the earth? Okay, appreciate it, appreciate it. Amen. And it's moving for thee 
to meet thee at thy coming. And I read where hell hath enlarged herself without measure. Volcanoes erupting here and erupting there. Give us more room. Another soul's coming in. Give us more room. Another family's coming in. Give us more room. Another church is coming in. As the devil has heyday. And people forget to fear God. As hell moves in closer. Getting closer and closer to the wrath of God. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when this whole world is on fire. Can you imagine Earth's gravitational force are holding you here and no place to go while you burn forever and ever and ever in a place called outer darkness. My friend, that's where the sinner will appear. That's where the ungodly appear. That's where the end will be of those that obey not the gospel. I really feel like mercy's door is still open. We're given a little space. And I thank God for it. Don't misuse it. Are you ready for that day? Are you ready? Fearfulness is going to surprise the hypocrite. The sinners in Zion are going to be afraid. The rich men and the mighty men are going to run and cry. Rocks, hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne. My friend, there's no hiding place. My friend, there's no hiding place. Sinner friend, don't wait till the door of mercy shut. Don't wait till conviction no longer moves. Don't wait till the spirit withdraws fully. I tell you, run. Run to Christ. Run as hard as you can. I like a song. Seven days. Seven days. I wonder if we could peep in and God revealed. We got seven days. I wonder how many will wait to that, wait to that last day. Maybe the last moment. God knew what he's doing when he said, no man will know the hour or the day. I know I'm probably just a nobody to a lot of people. But I've got the burden to give a warning. Judgment is coming. It's kind of troubled me. I read where judgment must begin at the house of God. And just in my daily reading of the day, and I marked it, maybe I ought to turn and read there. It stood out to me. I said, God, are you trying to show me something? It looked like, if I have it right, it was about four, four years before the actual 
fulfilling of it, the completing of it. I begin to highlight in Ezekiel as the men in captivity begin to see the judgment of Jerusalem coming. And if I understand it right, four years. Amen. And the measure has already been filled up. Was there seven days? It's full. It's high time. It's high time. But I read verse 2 and end. The end is come upon the four corners of the land. Verse 3, now is the end come. Verse 5, and evil and only evil, behold, is come. And end is come. The end is come. It is come. The time is come. Behold, the day is come. The time is come. Look like God was establishing Ezekiel. It's here. It's right on him. Did anybody take a warning? I hope we've got four years. I don't know a preacher that would tell you we've got four years. And that, knowing the time, it's high time to wake out of sleep. For now is our salvation, church, nearer than we first believed. But what shall be the end? Some of you have got loved ones you're praying, God, hold off, let me saved. Some of you have got friends you want to get saved. I figure Noah probably had some too, but when God shut the door, it was over. I don't think we're grasping the seriousness of a church. I said, I don't think we are. Amen. How's your heart tonight? Is there anything keeping you from being ready for Christ to return? Is there something there that would keep you from standing on judgment day? My friend, I wouldn't tarry. I'd make sure everything was fixed. I'd make sure everything was right. I wouldn't take a chance on tomorrow and then nor the time. It is high time. Would you stand? Sing when you're ready. Send a friend. I don't know who's all sinners and who are not. I will say this. For weeks. I see Joel Gaither's face in prayer. Oh, Say, God, save him. Save him. Save him. Brother Jeremy, I'm so glad you preached what you did this morning. And I'm so glad for the response. But does he really realize how close we are to the end? The end. The end.
I can remember as a sophomore in high school. Come to school one Monday. My friend said, did you hear about Johnny Johnson? I said, no. What happened? He was out drinking and doping. Out of wreck. He ended up on the road. Ran off and left him. Afraid the cops would catch him. He died on the road. And I'll tell you what stirred me. I said, God, Johnny Johnson probably never darkened a hole in this door. He might not have known the words to Amazing Grace, and I did. I don't know how many times he felt the wooing, and I had over and over. And I said, God, you've been merciful to me, and I didn't deserve it. And some of you are right there. You've been in and out and up and down. You spurned it. You pushed it aside. Hoping for a little bit longer. I want to tell you the end is coming. There's going to be an end to it. There's no time to dilly dally around. There's no time to be in and out. It's time to make your calling and election sure. Are you ready? I said, Are you ready? Same brother. Altars are always open. When God passes judgment, how is it with your soul tonight? Are you ready? If this was your last service, friend, are you ready? Mother's time, come on. Don't tarry. Jesus died for you. He said, Father, forgive them. Don't know what they're doing. Come on. Come on. Can I move a little closer? Are you on fire for God? He said, I would that you were hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm. (laughs) Come on. Let's get it fixed. While mercy's doors open. Come on, are you ready? (laughs) Come on. Don't linger. God sent an angel like you did alone. Come on. Search me and all my heart. Try me and all my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me. I want to go to heaven. I want to rejoice with the saints. Amen. Are you ready? Come on. He'll judge you by the works you've done in life.
from God. Yes, while his mercies lingered. Thank God.